Sorry, folks. A little loud, but gorgeous music by the one and only Alan Eakins. Thanks for that, Alan. Vinny, take us away here. All right, folks. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, I'm your host, Vince Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui, definitely wearing pants. Uh, and we are a pair of rankers. And this week, we're going to be talking about our best movie soundtracks or our favorite ones, if you want to use correct grammar. Um, <laughs> but like, Noel, so I'm a bestie, you're a bestie. These are all the besties, whatever. So, Noel, we're here to talk about soundtracks. And um, like, there's very few things that a movie really needs or a movie has in its arsenal that can amplify it more than its visuals. And one of those things has to be a good score, a good soundtrack, and it can really make uh, the cinematic experience uh, and take it to a new level altogether because m- music like intrinsically hits us or maybe not intrinsically. It's like, but m- movies, uh, music, it, it just has this natural um, uh, ability to hit us in a completely different way than visuals. And it kind of just lights up a different part of our brain and it kind of helps us coalesce these memories that we've had in the past because you often link it, like you hear a song and you link it to a certain period of your life or whatever, like the big hits of the 90s or whatever, the big hits from when you're young or the big hits from when you, you got your first girlfriend or whatever and all these songs and they kind of coalesce in your in your memory and they create this kind of memory bank that's attached to music in a whole separate way than the way your brain would work with visuals. And I think that's what soundtracks and scores do. They, they heighten the cinematic experience and they create these kind of different connections for the viewer to the the, uh, the material they're watching because there's movies on these lists that if you, if you take the soundtrack out and the movies themselves wouldn't yeah. be the same as they are, you know? Exactly. And uh, that's it. And a lot of times you have to understand a lot of movies just have scores. Yeah. And they have just these wonderful pieces of music that are just designed for it. Yeah. And then you have some films that go more like what songs that are out there in the public space would really, really, really amplify this for us. Mm. And I suppose they're probably going to be the ones we're going to explore more um, because they're easier to compartmentalize. Yeah. And, and actually talk about. Uh, but But you're absolutely right. A lot of these times, these movies, these scores are sorry soundtracks are affecting you in ways you don't really understand but these absolutely fantastic scenes would not be the same if you don't remember that particular music playing in the background yeah oh you think about the scene but you rarely just kind of go oh yeah don't forget that such and such a song by such and such a person was playing dude how many times have you heard a song and you go oh i'd love to remember that was in that fucking movie i have to watch that movie now you know that kind of thing Oh, 100 percent yeah, absolutely like, yeah like the and it's a feeling it's a yeah. feeling as well like you yeah know, it just takes you to a place it's in a different part of your brain completely isn't it like it's it weird. really is yeah. like nothing can root you to a specific moment in your life like music can like it really no, can no. like like uh, like when we were growing up together like in the when i was like 15 years ago just say blind melon is something we listened to non-stop oh bob, god bob marley blue in the face pantera metallica like you know what i mean we used to listen to these bands non-stop or in a tool you know what i mean like so and like we listen to all these and forevermore uh, when i when i listen to like bob marley blind man and it brings me straight back to that summer like that summer you know the summer i'm talking about yeah, we had a crazy summer once upon a time. It was awesome. And like it just brings me back to that summer so often. Anytime I listen to Bly Melon, uh, Bob Marty, Metallica, Pantera. Exactly. Any of those it bands, anchors you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And immediately you're back there. You can like almost I'm in the I'm on the green again. We're we're just fucking chilling, like we're having a few drinks, and uh, you can just picture it immediately. And like that's what I'm saying with music and the way it pairs itself with visuals, that it like it, even though it, it pairs itself with visual beautifully, that sometimes just 
the music alone can create these visuals that you've had in your past because it anchors you back to this sort of hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. It's, and so important. And that's why we decided what you decided that the uh, a really good subject matter for us would be to look at the best soundtracks from movies and maybe like the movies that we chosen might not be everyone's list but music is so personal that i think oh hugely i'd abstract yeah, all of the above exactly so i think with this list that uh, it's going to have a lot of personality to it and you're going to see a lot of vinnie and noel in our list and it might not be what other people would see from their list but tell us below what you think yeah exactly and like so I just think with music, it's so personal that our list, uh, one of the few times where our list might actually vary massively might be in this one here. So Okay, do you want me to get the, get the ball rolling? You then? want to go, go first? All right, no. I'll go, uh, yep, I'll shoot. Bit, 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 give it your number five, motherfucker. Train spotting. Mm, you Change the game. The, uh, do you like remember, and this is when I was making the point that imagine the scene without the song. Mm. Imagine the whole choose life, choose this. Imagine without lust for life. Yeah playing in the background him falling over the front of the car and instead of like oh i'm hurt him looking at the person in the car just smiling like a maniac yeah. and just bolting that all That's, of that danny Boyle is such a good fucking director you know and it had lou reed it had primal scream it had underworld it had pulp and mm. all these bands that were so active at the time as well yeah. um iggy pop obviously um mm. and um it was screamed just, of it, the 90s screamed of the 90s yeah. and, and there I were songs that. and i loved that I love that. And it was, it was just a soundtrack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This was just the soundtrack. They really were. And this was Mm. the soundtrack of that summer, of that year, 1996. Everything was about train spotting. This film owned the airwaves in both visual and audio. And the soundtrack is a huge part of that. So easily. Again, I, I, I'm, I've been debating with myself about what's five, what's four, because Mm. there's so much to choose from. Yeah. Train spotting is in at a number five. And if you, Pushed me yesterday to make a list. It might, it might go higher. It's a yeah. great. It's just. It's, it's a great entry in my opinion. Yeah, great like, spot. Like if there's one director, there's a handful of directors out there that got an excellent understanding of how to pair sound uh, with the visuals. And Danny Boyle is definitely near the top of that list. Like it has sun, to be sunshine. My God, like fucking twenty eight days later. Fucking hell, the beach. Not a great movie, but the soundtrack's fucking awesome. And like so, like and and come back to train spot and. Um, this movie is almost flawless. The sequel's even awesome too. Like so, uh, it's exactly what you said. Like it, it captures that moment in time perfectly. Not just the music, but the the movie itself. Like, yeah. Like Glasgow back in the nineties. I think it's that, isn't it? Um, oh, that's it. Yeah, it's Glasgow back in the nineties, and a bunch of junkies just literally trying to get through it. Yeah, exactly. Like so, it's. It's it's such an iconic movie. The soundtrack's fucking awesome. Uh, you got Hugh McGregor, Robert Carlyle, Danny Boyle, like you know. So it just it had it's left its legacy on the cinematic world, like oh, in big so time. many ways. It'll be talked about movie. in fifty. It'll be talked about long after we're gone. People will still yeah. see. Yeah, well, I'll still be here in fifty years, dude. You know. What I, mean? Right, well, I mean, lucky. So I am. So I am. <laughs> All right, Evan, hit me with your number five. Uh, one second there, dude. Um, you're lining her up. You no, better be able to like. Run with the big dogs because I came here with train spot. Fucking hell! I'm trying to get my images up here. Sorry, dude. One oh wow! It's not let me mi- minimize my screen here. One oh wow! And now we all have to sit in it. Oh, I know it's horrible shit. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, choose being better prepared. Choose, <laughs> choose having your images lined up for the. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. No, I just need a back door because Zoom doesn't let you fucking minimize its screen when you're recording the bastard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, so here we are. Sorry, I got back door in here. Hit Sorry. me with your rhythm stick. All right, my numero five is like a movie that 
when I say it got elevated by its soundtrack, is this is one of the best examples. And it's an, it's an iconic movie, mainly due to its soundtrack. Not only did it tell a true story, it's a great true story in all this, but the soundtrack itself captured the moment in time like we talked about train spotting, and it elevated the movie, and the soundtrack itself might be better than the movie, and that is the Denzel Washington movie, Remember the Titans. Well done. Top. Yeah. You know what? I, I know I've seen the film an awfully long time ago. Can't remember much about it, so just... You know, as they say on the Reddit forum, talk to me, explain it to me like I'm five. Yes. Talk me through it, man. So pretty much, like, there's very few more iconic periods in time than America during the 60s and 70s. And this is when this, uh, that's during the civil rights movement. And this movie is all about one of the very first integrated schools and integrated American football teams. And that means that uh, kids from the African-American school were allowed to go to the white school and they were allowed to be educated together. There's uh, no longer segregation of the races. And that meant that the two football teams from the two schools were kind of uh, co coalesced into one uh, team. And um, so you had the racial tension and showing that people are able to get past the racial uh, tension. It shows you where sports unifies, but not only that, that the soundtrack from that era was uh, the songs, sorry, from that era are so iconic. And it has pretty much nearly every fucking famous song you can imagine from that era. And like, remember the Titans, that it's so uh, intrinsically linked with music because like even the players in the come to the field, they're singing songs and shit like that. And it's a way of them bonding. And like you have such a great young cast in it as well that ended up going and doing loads of different things in lots of different ways. And it's, it's, not just uh, an iconic movie because it captures an iconic moment in time, the American civil uh, rights debate and the integration of schools and the after effects and all that. But it was able to capture that songs and the sound of that time. And when you capture the sound of that time and when I mean, you're catching the political mood of that time and using the songs to enhance and to give people a better understanding of the political nature and the civil unrest, that like it's not a world class movie, remember Titans, but in terms of sports movies, it's fucking up there for me. And the soundtrack just enhances it even more so. Okay, well, that's just absolutely spectacularly explained. And it does, it 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 does you when you're talking about a serious subject and a moment in time that matters, and you get together a great cast yeah. and stuff like that, it's such a hurdle to fall at if you don't get the right music. Yeah. And I also feel like some of the songs that and um uh my second to next get um uh, pair rankers edition will, 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 will kind of exemplify it but sometimes you feel like you actually know a director a little bit better just based on the music that he's chosen yeah or something that feels so deeply personal about exactly, the way they yeah. attach music to 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 something that's so to a vibe to a moment to a piece of storytelling yeah. and uh it sounds like an absolute exciting it sounds like one i need to reconnect with if i'm going to be completely honest with yeah, you. Same so as... i don't want to comment too much because i'd rather i'd rather not say much than talk out my ass um yeah. but it sounds like an absolutely incredible film and, yeah. Den and, and Denzel Washington's in it so yeah like is there a safer pair of hands oh my god maybe not like, maybe does, he even, not. does he even know how to make a bad movie in all times like, because he's so charismatic and he's such a good actor that everything he makes seems good because he can even do the less is more thing yeah he can do so can, much with silence and stillness he can play a tough guy he can play a warm-hearted person he can play an anti-hero he can play a villain like he can do anything yeah you know, anything he wants it's insane he could talk me out of my pants that i'm definitely wearing <laughs> he's definitely yeah. pants. all right i am going to just roll into this i'm cheating and this is just straight just up. like a Denzel was... Washington movie notes oh. have fallen yeah exactly <laughs> well this was kind of like a semi-biopic uh rock drama kind of thing that came out but when I was a kid it was my first introduction to Prince yeah and that was the 1984 Purple Rain 
which was his acting debut. Now it's 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 un it's unfair to really kind of count it because obviously there was an album, an actual album studio release. I just album. want to tell people that we didn't play a Prince song there. That was just me singing. I don't want to get sued because my yeah, I know, was, yeah. Just, I, but but songbird of my generation. I think someone called me, but whatever they called me that, whatever. Yeah. Not me. I don't call myself these things, but I gradually accept them as gifts of showing how humili- how if, humble I if am. If it will get probably, you off my back, yeah, you know what I mean. I just I, I am so humble, but I accept these because I'm probably the best person to be humble. <laughs> Sorry, enough about my uh, on on never ending humbleness. No, back to you. This was a surprisingly <laughs> good um, acting debut for a pop star. And if you ask me what a pop star is or what a pop star should be, I'm going to tell you this fucking guy right here. He could do everything. He could play guitar. He could play bass. He could play keyboards. He could play drums. He could do everything. And this had when doves cry. Yeah. I would die for you. Purple rain. Uh, baby, I'm tall, a star. So and he was only eight inches tall. But and, and it's complete and total cheat. But I don't care. This song, this introduced me to Prince. And Prince yeah. is the greatest pop star of all time. And it oh, was actually said. a really well acted film. As and Chris of course, Rock says, do you remember that arguments we used to have growing up? I mean, who's better, Prince or Michael Jackson? Well, Prince won. Yeah. <laughs> Prince is just a genius, like a, an actual genuine genius. And that word gets thrown around. Kanye, yeah. usually virtuoso. by Kanye attaching it to him, sadly, an actual virtuoso. Yeah. I'm a bass player. I respect him as a bass player. And any guitarist I know respects him as a guitarist. He's just, he had enough of everything and a lot of a lot. Yeah. And uh, no, he was just, he was just phenomenal. And this was just. I, I don't know, getting to spend some time with the artists in this kind of semi-imagined kind of scenarios that they were building in the film. It was just a great introduction to a great artist. And Purple Rain, 1984, and the album Purple Rain that subsequently came out, yeah, is my number four. And I'm cheating and I don't care. It's my list. Yeah, my rebuttal. Um, rebuttal? Is not, yeah, rebuttal. is not a long one. I have never seen this movie. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of Prince. I wouldn't be the biggest fan of Prince. Uh but I've obviously heard all his major hits. He's been around forever. He's a fucking world-class musician, world-class superstar, world-class pop star. Everything he puts his hands, he's like King Midas. But yeah. when it comes to entertainment, everything he touches turns to gold. And like, Death is the only thing to stop them, man. Yeah. Just, and, death is know, the only thing to stop them. It's the only thing in this world that remains undefeated that in the internet. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. You're absolutely right. And he was. He just, he just he was at it absolutely all the time. And he's the one, again, I'm, I'm a heavy metal guy. I'm a prog rock guy. Yeah. But it's any... any if, I'm of a faggot rock guy. I will fight a bitch for Prince. <laughs> I will fight a bitch for Prince. Classic and joke. Fraggle Rock. Like Fraggle Rock. No, but Prince... Come down just, to Fraggle Rock. <clears throat> Come down to Better, better soundtrack <clears throat> than a film. But like, I'm sorry, it's technically a film and the soundtrack's incredible. And I just couldn't not let it in my can, list. Can we play Fraggle Rock's theme tune and just not have this episode be monitored? Down Fraggle Rock. <laughs> so listen to that at the end is <laughs> oh I was just <laughs> well, yeah just need to get out of my system oh, all right man, mine, mine is quite simple there's not much to delve into because again yeah. it was more of a soundtrack than a film oddly it's, enough it's once again it's going to be as I said to you in the outset this of all the lists is going to be more personalized than any other list we've done and I think that's where we're going to have such wide varieties because not only will the movies have to speak to us but the music that's attached to the movies will have to speak to us to make our list and like you picking Prince you're a much bigger Prince fan than me so obviously that was going to make your list and it was your first exposure to Prince and the fact that was your first exposure to one of the greatest uh, music icons of all time obviously you know what I mean and your relationship with him with that with his music it just shows you that again that this list is going to probably be more personalized than any of the lists that we've ever done and it's probably going to see the most variety um so my number four 
um, when I'm done with all my jabber jabbing, is one of the most iconic movies of all time, but done by one of the most iconic directors of all time, who's probably one of the best, apart from maybe one or two other directors, at accompanying music to his uh, visuals, and that is Quentin Tarantino. And it could have been any of his movies, really, but I picked Pulp Fiction. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, is, is there, is there, uh, did you just jump up to your number three? <laughs> I might as well. Like, I mean, yeah. I just, I just get, I just get yeah. you the, the, the snap yeah. moment. Yeah. Like, like everything about this movie is iconic. Even that image behind your head. Oh, yeah. Or, or and again, iconic. Deep, Thurman, like, so cool. Whenever it's a case of um, thinking you know a director a little bit better based on the soundtrack, it's always most true of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Like yeah, you can just picture a kid with an old it, record player. It was a toss-up for me between Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill one and two. Same as yeah, because they're so good. As. They're so good. Like and like get bang bang, he shot yeah, me down. Yeah. The whole scene is and the way he incredible. used like Asian music and Japanese music and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no, but uh, he like I mean you can imagine this a guy who spends almost as much time in the music as he does on yeah. the editing floor as he does at the studio. Um, because it just means so much. It needs doing yeah like, uh uh sorry uh, what's the what's the other big one um mr pink mr black oh reservoir dogs reservoir dogs and that was another one like you we just, just being... do like a tarantino special but tarantino is in of themselves yeah just fantastic it's look, these are the songs i like and yeah. he, it's almost like they shaped me and now i shape movies and it's just i can just slap those songs in it's just like yeah. one thing feeding another aspect of them that feeds another aspect of them and it just works yeah phenomenal soundtrack yeah it's just and like just seems to be like that the music amplifies not just his music or not just his movie, sorry, but him as a director. And it gets, it's like it gets him up, up and more. Like, the, probably like, I bet you he doesn't feel really excited about his movies until he gets the songs in his head. And then he starts really visualizing like this. Because like, there's so many times where I've been in a row where I'm trying to write some shit and I'm trying to get some shit done, where I will literally play one tune. I will find an hour long loop on YouTube and I'll find that one tune I just played in the loop. And that's how what music does. It just kind of helps you visualize things and helps you get like, lost in something. Yeah, yeah, helps you ignite different parts of your brains. And I'd say Quentin Tarantino being like the way he's his uh, movies are so like uh, symbiotic in the way they're paired with the music that like you couldn't imagine certain scenes without those soundtracks. Look at that dance sequence, Uma Thurman, John Travolta. Like you know what I mean? It's like it's a teenage when and you like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the full, everything about that, the dance and the soundtrack, the, everything, the setting in like uh, the 1950s diner, like you know, it's a pretty good milkshake, but I'm not sure if it's worth five fucking dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, so like it's just it's fucking shows like everything about that movie um, movie is iconic, and the reason it's even more so iconic is the soundtrack the setting and how he like just enhances everything with the music and you can pick like Inglorious Bastards you can talk about Reservoir Dogs you talk about Kill Bill 1 and 2 you can talk about any movie Django Unchained any movie he's ever made that literally you could put uh, that in one as any number on these lists and it would be perfectly warranted because he is so talented at picking soundtracks and scores and pairing them with the fucking movie and that's it and most times it's soundtracks not yeah. like you see, say like, oh, by the way, I need you, genius Oscar winning um, per person who has wrote multitude of scores. And the person comes in and then there's a gunfight and then the, what? Then somebody shows up and he'd be like, OK, yeah. And, he, and he's painting pictures with words and yeah. and um, and I'm going to paint music with those pictures and et cetera, et cetera. And that's fantastic. But imagine you're just sitting there kind of going and I was thinking the Iggy Pop Lust for Life. <laughs> yeah, you know what, I mean? what do you mean? I was, I was just going, no, 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 no. Just the whole thing. 
Iggy Pop plus Flive the first four minutes the whole song starts finish. Yeah, I don't know, man. We could approach a more artistic. No, no, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> you yeah, know, and that's it. And that's what Danny Boyle does. That's what he does. He yeah, I, I think that's what he said. He goes into like his record collection and he goes through them and go like, uh, and that's when he starts getting excited about the movie and starts visualizing it and shit. That like when he starts going through his records and it's like. As you said, he just has this song in his head and he probably listens to the song and he starts writing the scene based on the song more so than or back, the song. See, that's the inception of it, man. Yeah, that's I don't know that you're right and I don't know that you're wrong. And yeah. I think you're both given any yeah. scenario. Or, or, that, or he outlines the scene and then um, expands on it based on the but, song. Uh, it's the same. Like I've had moments when I was a kid and stuff and used, I used to daydream all of the time and just write, mm. write little stories in my head. And, I call them school I, days. <laughs> yeah, no, same as actually. Yeah. But uh, but do you know those? Um, and I know this is a score, not a song. But when Terminator Two's, da, 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 mm. I think it's uh, do, Brad, do, do. that Brad, was Brad Fiedel. Um, I think did the score for that. Okay, you're you're brilliant at the kind of behind the camera stuff. Um, but I just remember like that 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 was like the team tune in my head for anything that like whenever I was down or I needed a comeback moment, just in your head you'd have. Da, 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 da. Yeah, oh man, that like, powerful. Yeah, man, like it's that, that fucking score for T two is fucking awesome, man. Oh, it's an amazing. But that's what I mean. I, we we both kind of went for soundtracks, mm. and that's like something like you could just slap on, and it's songs by various artists. Yeah, and that's, that's the way it was. Like obviously, Star Wars is going to have like a soundtrack of like, oh, it's this band or it's this band. No, no, mm. it's it was scored, and that's different, and that's great, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, but it's a, it's a slightly different list. It's a that's a different all. episode. It's a different episode. That's it. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's no disrespect. And we it's love to milk content. And we love to milk content. Yeah, so oh what we God. do is we like to play with wording so we can do a lot of similar stuff. But it makes I think our next things. pair of rankers should be best episodes of pair of rankers. <laughs> Rank the ranking. <laughs> Rank the rankers. <laughs> it's a rank up, people. It's a yeah. rank up. So yeah, okay. so that's my number four. That's your number three. So let's just, let's just throw me to the wolves again and I'll no, uh, no, it's 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 uh, yeah. Well, I I jumped the shark, but yeah. I still I was still going first. Uh, but I just it's just the fact that I I um yeah, we so, had the same one, so I did a jinx. Yeah, but that's your you. number three, and that was my number four. So I go again. Oh, apologies. Yeah, yeah, you go again. Should, yeah, no. rightfully should. Do you know why you should apologize? Because I'm wrong. No, because I am a man of constant sorrow. Sorrow, brother. <laughs> <Rando. laughs> Right over my radar, uh, phenomenal choice. Yeah, man, oh. fucking love this movie. Oh. oh man, can't tell you how much I love this fucking. Do you, movie. I remember the, the the Ku Klux Klan scene. Yeah, where the guy gets up. Oh my god, I get a shiver. It's I, I did. I walked. I don't know where I was. I can't remember it exactly. But I went. I was very young, just a teenager. Like, yeah. and I went to a house. We got a few sneaky beers or somehow. I can't remember anything except somebody threw on this film and I said, what's the film? And I went, oh, brother, where out though? And I said, fine, because that name means nothing to me. But not just that, I didn't know the film. It's just yeah. that name itself doesn't tell me a terrible lot. Mm-hmm. It's not like Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Well, there, so, that movie's wrong anyway. Yeah. Start, it's like a, it's wars amongst the stars. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> there's never any wars on stars. Planet battles. Planet um, battles, exactly. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but I digress. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was, it, it was, it turned out to be one. Go give this place its own geological oddity. Three weeks from everywhere, or two weeks from everywhere, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great, like, but then, with, but when the clan guy, I'm got not up, a fuck was... man, goddamn it, I'm a dapper Dan man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a dapper Dan man, damn it. <laughs> but do you know when the guy got up and sang "All Death," I always mm. got a chill because he was such a dark man, like mm. a dark character. 
and you were expecting him to get up and he was just going to espouse the most hateful and dangerous rhetoric. Like it was a heavy moment. Mm. Somehow when the song came in, it wasn't quite as heavy, but it also didn't joke about the deference, the day, yeah. the, the horror of, of it. And he just sang all death. And I just remember thinking that's brilliant storytelling. Yeah, because it's a really Won't you serious... tie me over for another year? Yeah. Oh, man, it's like, oh, oh, death. Oh, I get oh, chills. I have, oh, oh God. And that's another song we listen to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Frank and Rock into that. We should go all death yeah. first and then Frank and Rock oh, the tears up afterwards. And I just, I am a man of constant sorrow yeah. the actual song. What yeah. a song. Man, like, the movie itself is so serious and it, it captures again a moment in time what it's like around that area around the, the plantation era of America and like but at the same time is you got three fucking idiots that are bumbling their way through this incredibly serious and dark world ah, subways yeah, yeah oh, you yeah, know what I mean like yeah. the, it's like it's such a brilliantly done story and like and it's all those Greek mythologies that are tying into yeah, it. Yeah, it's oh, pretty man. much all about Homer's Odyssey in a lot of ways. Like, you know what I mean? That's if, if you're watching this and you haven't seen our brother who are out there, you have failed somewhere yeah, along the way. It's one of and the, this might fix it. It's one of the smartest movies around, and it's well cast. so underestimated. And it's not only smart, it's so funny. And it's so fucking catchy, the songs are. Like, I won't even go. I, I actually would go as far as to say, bar my number one, which we both, I think we might be leading the same place because we're both big fans. But bar my number one, this would have made my list. Yeah, Maybe it would have been my number one. You know what? This is just a phenomenal choice, man. I have nowhere to go. I am good yeah. with myself for not I fucking, it. the song, I sang that song for years after I saw this movie. I years. For the first time I saw this movie, I think I watched it about five times in the following two years. There's two. Okay. So sometimes I day, I, I've got attention deficits. So sometimes I daydream and sometimes I sing a song and sometimes you might be singing an Alice in Chains song and you might just be yeah. going down an escalator and you're going, hail to the world again. <laughs> it's fine. Somebody's walking by and you're thinking, dude's feeling his own thing. Now, I used to do this song sometimes. Yeah. Ah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm constantly sorrow. Psychotic. Yeah. You think you're psychotic. <laughs> it's not the same like, yeah. you know, Ash was just living his best movie. life but yeah. it's everything everything yeah. every everything about that movie is it's what almost the, perfect it's almost perfect what was the one it was the three ladies cleaning doing laundry or something by the river but uh down by the, by the river, river to pray studying about, about them good old days <sighs> and who should no. wear the tourney crown good lord, lord show, show me the way. way and then all of a sudden the, the congregation in the woods are all like, oh, singing oh, like oh brother let's, let's go <laughs> and so much of it's a cappella yeah so much of bit, bit guitar in in um oh man chills i'm sorry yeah, I, i'm actually i've actually so much to I, i've actually so much to say about this that we should move on this is one of those like yeah. how do we draw like oh this man is happy joining i was like yeah. i'm getting chills all it's i want to do is talk about this like, movie yeah i think i'm actually going to watch this movie tomorrow no right? i'm like and yeah. you know what i don't think sheila has seen this movie and now i just realize how angry that yeah. makes me yeah i just want to tell anyone like over the world if you haven't seen it it's so fucking good just say it's every it tickles every fancy yeah and it's got a great it's got a bit of action it's got tension Tooney, and like you know what i mean like it's like fucking uh, uh tim tim fugit or something what's no, I think it's george clooney at his yeah. best george clooney's george george clooney john goodman and, and tim tim blake nelson i think his name is. there you go and it's oh, just 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 a great choice yeah man. just a great so, choice such a good fucking movie but that's my number three no give me your number two motherfucker my number two okay um well i i'm trying to think of a a way to land this plane. Um, I don't know. I suppose I just really like this movie back in the day. 
Ah, uh, land the plane. It was Top Gun. It was Top Gun. I no did do it. Zone. No I danger zone. No danger zone. How did you not go like, oh, I'm going to enter into it? Danger zone. <laughs> because Archer ruined the joke. <laughs> Archer, oh. Or perfected uh, the joke. Just a little, little segue here. Like a little side note. If anyone's never seen Archer, check that shit out. One of the best animated shows of all, of all time. But the, but the guy time. loves that. We're in there. The, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Man, um, phrasing. Do we stop saying but, phrasing? You know, like where the guys are like playing volleyball and stuff. Like, how do yeah. you not lose your audience during that? with, with a boys. great goddamn soundtrack? That's how you don't lose <laughs> yeah. your audience. Yeah. Uh, good, good, great balls of fire, of yeah. course, but goose. Who, yeah. You know, take lo- my breath away. Layer. Take my yeah. Oh, just a phenomenal soundtrack and the film. The scary thing about and it here's is- the thing: like, a, a, a song is a long thing. Especially when you play it start to finish, you can't you can't really put any dialogue in. Yeah. So you have to let the song just play and play, and you have to somehow keep telling your story. Oh, if not, forwarding your story. Mm. And they did this with some full ass songs, full mm. ass songs of just nobody fucking speaking. The, the scary this was thing, a great soundtrack. The scary now, thing about it is, though, man, that's Tom Cruise from Top Gun Two behind you. He just does not age. <laughs> you know what? The, the fact the fact that it took my brain one second yeah. to catch up with you. Man, that dude turned 60 the other day. No age. way. David Jennifer Connolly in part two. My God. Swear to God, man, that woman does not age. It's ridiculous. She has always been an absolute yeah. fine wine of a woman. Yeah. She yeah. is just, just yeah, great actress. So great actress. Beautiful like, woman. Yeah. All great of Great actress. Are. Fucking great actress. And she's been around forever. Phenomenal one, one, actress. Of the, one of the few child actors that went on to become a world class. Adult actor as well. She but yeah, because she's one of the few people that I would call an actor. Mm. You know what I mean? Like full on, she's literally absolutely every kind of movie. She went every from like Re- Requiem for a Dream to fucking from, um, from Labyrinth to Requiem for a Dream yeah, to the Rocketeer as well. And the had, Rocketeer, and yeah. Got Battle Angel, Top Gun Two. Like she has made everything, and she's always she, uh, amazing. Jennifer Connelly, amazing. It just goes on and on, man. It yeah. just goes on and on. Um, but anyway, sorry. Uh, Top Gun for yeah. reasons that have been really, unlike Old Brother Who Out Though, which I think for some people who might be watching this could be a hidden gem. Top Gun hardly is. It's on yeah. TV all the time. It's well. Top Gun Maverick is is becoming one of the most popular films of the stage. It's the first um, billion dollar but, movie this year. Well, there you go. Um, but Top Gun the original had a absolutely phenomenal soundtrack. Great cast. That, yeah, and it just Anthony captured Edwards, and it captured of everything we've. Of everything we touched so far, I even include our brother who are out though again, homage, homage, homage. Mm. Uh, this one captured this era just yeah, perfectly. That's, that's the thing, like that was like, the jukebox in the bar yeah. in 1986. It just was that was the yeah. jukebox in the bar that you were drinking in in 1986. That's, oh, man, that's, like, that's so that's perfect. Like the, the commonality a lot of these movies have that they either captured the era they were made in or they captured the area era that they're set in with the soundtrack. And I think that's the kind of the commonality a lot of these movies have that are like when you look at like a Pulp Fiction that captured the 90s so perfectly Top Gun the 80s and that kind of macho-ness of the military at the time and look look over at where art you're talking about Deep South you're in Plantation Era America and it captures like captures that mo- uh, moment in time and I think that's the only commonality of these movies because they're so varied that the only commonality they really have the strength that we I think we both looked for was did it capture the era it was set in or the yeah. era that was made in and did it really feel me make me feel Feel nostalgic for that time, or did it give me a, a sense of what that time was like to live in? And it, it's quite, it's, it would have been way too wordy to actually be a pair of rankers. You need something snappy, you can just bounce off. But if that yeah. really, if that was the question, like, I mean, if we did, but we put all that into a question and said, yeah. fuck it, we'll go for it, that would be number one mm. for me, like right yeah. off the bat, before I 
do a Google search before I have a think about it. Just that, that, that was just again like dark shades playing beach ball, uh, playing volleyball, and all of that. No, Top Gun, Top Gun was a product of its age and a fantastic one. Before, all right, man. Before I Sorry. give you my number two, man, all I want to say to you is you could be my wingman any day. Oh, you could be mine. No, it's bullshit. You can be mine. Jesus, Noel. It was a soft <laughs> setup. Soft setup. Fuck's sake. Jesus. Jesus, that was a rough comeback. Can No, I'm leaving it in. I hate, I hate it. It's too fresh. All right. So pretty much you picked Top Gun, uh, iconic movie, had a world class sequel. I saw it there a few weeks back. Fucking Good to hear. It. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I am going to see it. Yeah. He literally been Tom Cruise being a psychopath now. They actually flew all those jets, all the actors did. It's crazy. They, like what, what the guy that's played Hangman is going for his pro license soon. When the uh, the female actor, and I can't remember her name, but seemingly she's a world class pilot, one of the Top Gun fucking trainers said. So it's amazing what Tom Cruise makes himself do pushes his fucking cast and crew to do yeah. it's a war class movie and if you don't want to do it there's plenty you will yeah. kind of yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's a really really fucking iconic soundtrack as well like in both movies so but like talking about soundtracks like and we talk about how actors and directors and all this and, or sorry how directors and filmmakers and creators pair their movies with the sound and how oftentimes they'll have a song in their head before they make the movie or whatever and you said they'll pick a specific song but as if there's anything that is that exemplified and amplified to its fullest. And that has to be Baby Driver. And not only is the soundtrack incredible, but it's literally central to the plot because the Ansel uh, Elgort, the driver, Baby, he literally has a problem with like tinnitus. And the only way he can drown out that is constantly listening to music. And literally the music he's listened to on his iPod or whatever is the soundtrack for the, mu- the movie for the most part. And the way it's done, the choreography, everything is completely in line with the music. And it's just a work of art. And the only good thing that came out of Edgar Wright not making Ant-Man is Baby Driver. And we're so fucking lucky that we got this movie. It's so good. I've only ever seen segments of this movie. It looks incredible. So I don't good. know why I haven't sat down to watch this movie because all I ever hear is brilliant things. Such a clever action movie. So cleverly done. Edgar Wright is such a... Is it kind of got that one um, sequence for you? Is it real time? Is it real time? Or close to real time? Like, no, it's like literally pretty much Baby is a getaway driver and he has tinnitus. So while he's doing getaway, like while he's getting away from the cops and shit, he listens to music. And the music he's listening to is the soundtrack. So like he's driving in tune with the music at times. And he's like, and the shit that's going on, the action actually goes almost in perfect coordination with the music at times because the music itself is completely intertwined into this character. It's not just the plot, but this character is listening to his favorite songs and the shit that he listens to is like so incorporated with the fucking, uh, with the movie and the character and the plot. And it's one of the few times where you see this where the, where the music, the soundtrack itself is such a huge part of the plot. And it's so well executed by the cast, the crew, the director, and the musicians, whatever you want to say. It's such a good fucking movie. It's one of the smartest action movies you'll ever see. Awesome. I mean, I mean, that's a hard sell, but Jesus Christ, go for it. Especially yeah. if, the, if, if, if the film can is as good as the soundtrack, is as good as the film. Yeah. And, that's and it the, comes and out on it comes out on top. But the both the, they're, they're the exact same, like because the soundtrack is the film and the film is the soundtrack. You, well, actually, yeah, sorry, the tinnitus angle seems to tie that into itself. Yeah. And if one had failed, the other one probably would have failed. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you tie because that's that's the sink or swim moment, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. like I know it sounds a bit risky, but if we get it right, it's so that's a clever ass fucking it's move. So like. singular as well. Like, it's so know? singular, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And of all the things we touched on, it seems like one thing is 
like i mean the person who's actually in the middle of your movie is listening to the song we're listening to yeah exactly. it's not like you so and mcgregor when he was running he was actually hearing lust for life yeah exactly it yeah. was you know we that was just for our benefit but yeah, this, like, this film takes that he's walked by now of course not of course away, not yeah know? no so this one actually takes that to a very literal place yeah which connects you to baby in the the film that's very exactly. cool yeah, and that's as, smart and and uh ansel elgard i have to say like a guy with a fucking messed up name he's one cool little motherfucker i give him that so like uh no what's your number one dude your numero uno your head honcho your big pick your top cheese your big cat oh look this fucking for those of you, obvious such an for obvious those of you just just you can only hear us an audio this i, I went pick. i just went and threw up a picture of guardians of the Galaxy. such an obvious pick noel i would but never it is also correct ever 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 uh, gone for guardians of the galaxy there it my is. number yes. one oh my god yeah oh man from the get-go Awesome mix volume From one. Get go. I have listened to that full soundtrack at least five or six dozen times. At least I literally have it on my MP4 player. When I was working in Dublin, I used to literally listen to that non-stop walking to work and walking to the bus and walking back. And I used to do like, a, like it's literally 2K from the bus stop to where I used to work. Every day I was listening to that for about six weeks straight and I never got fed up of it once. Not it's once. The groove, the funk, the, the golden era of popular music. Yeah. Uh, instead of the shit we have now. And I honestly yeah. God, remember just... Like when the opening scene and how good Chris Pratt is in it when he like picks up some whatever passes for a toad on yeah. the planet he's on <laughs> and he sings into it's it. The microphone, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, come and get your love, come, come and get your love, come and get your love, and it was phenomenal. And, and it always like felt right music as well, like. But and music was his connection to his past. He was an eighties yeah. baby to his mother uh, as well. To his mother as well. And um, the second film, of course, Grey has a great soundtrack, but I won't can't touch the first. It's just, and that's no insult. The first is just that good. Yeah, because I but think also, they're making a Baby Driver sequel, but it's never going to have that first one feel. No, it's never going to have the punchiness, is it? Yeah. And also, I remember, I, I remember um, when uh, me and you have been making a joke for about a year now, tiresomely, <laughs> as in like, oh, so we should do like, I think it was before a pair of rankers came yeah. into existence. Like, oh, we should do a podcast on like, which, 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 uh, which film had the best soundtrack? Guardians of the Galaxy. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> you know, like not yeah. even the, as in not even debating it, just yeah. being done it's with it. So well done. Everything, fucking about, everything about it, like the VHS, the Walkman, like and how. Oh he, yeah. And the reasons behind the and how aliens like, you know, interact. You know, like Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. No, they're his mother's favorite songs. No. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking, no. But like everyone just like. Uh, everything and he has a dance off at the end with yeah uh with Ronan the, the accuser yeah and it just my god it's just perfection yeah it's just I, perfection and to see it brought into the Marvel universe something that is so synonymous with kind of like again like the Tarantinos and the Danny Boyles and yeah. a lot of the directors and types of films we've touched on I have to say it was a really um a real sharp turn left with Baby Driver. That's actually a very original concept, and I have to tip the cap to it. Yeah. Um. But this this film that did that so well. It was this human out in the depths of space, and it was his connection to his mother. Yeah. And it was also what kept him feeling like home wasn't so far away. So it had this real, actual, tentative kind of feel. But it was also silly because it was some of just the greatest 
funkiest fucking shit you've ever heard. Yeah, and, and James uh, Gunn is such a talented writer director yeah. too. So like, you know. and I've got like I've got like a, a mask that I can digitally put on that can like, and I've got boots that can help me fly, and I've got laser guns, yeah. and I got me a Walkman. I yeah. love that. I'll never, yeah. I'll never and he, not love that. And he, he probably still thinks that's top line level uh, technology from back on Earth because that was the last thing he Because he doesn't saw. know shit about shit. Exactly. exactly yeah. He doesn't know shit about shit. Like, yeah, yeah. He probably doesn't really fully understand how long he's gone. Like, you know. No, 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 no. No, of course. Because again, this is the thing that always kind of mind for you. Okay, what's a year? Yeah, exactly. What's a year? Because for us, it's how long it takes us to, to, to actually go around our, our local star. If you're an idiot yeah. who <laughs> believes in around Earth. Uh, yeah, like a moron. Yeah. Flat truth. Uh, flat truth. Dave advice for life. Uh, <laughs> I would actually love to talk to him again. I would yeah, he was he was quite him. intimidated. Though, I love how he, he didn't love... like you. He yeah, did not like I, you. I just thought a man. Like Shout him. out to Jukebox Ginger who uh, yeah, hosted actually, him. Yeah, Stardom, Clash of the Casters. Check him out. He's up on YouTube. Two D's because he... it was a dumb way to spell Stardom. Yeah, and he also Smart. does. He also has his lounge going on right now. He's got some cool people coming over, jamming with jukebox as well. Dude, that motherfucker is busy as a motherfucker. Like yeah. He's so busy, but check him out. He's all over YouTube. Stardom is his channel name, I think. Knowing that he doesn't have a soul, this jukebox is it for lounge. him. So he's trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, check him Solid, out. Solid. Actually, joke site. Great dude. Yeah, great dude. Great dude. Great interviewer. Great host. Um, But like, Noel... So for Bo was Guardians of Galaxy had to be our number one. Like, like it, it was probably obvious. You, you. I, I know. I, I, I. Sorry, I, I threw out the the topic, and you were like, "Cool," and I was just like, "Well, that's yeah. the number one sorted." Because yeah. again, it's been this in joke that we've had for so long now. It was never going to be any other way. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's it's so fresh in the memory too. Like, so even if these other soundtracks had bigger effect on us when we heard them first, True. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So new, so with the exception of like Baby Driver, just isn't that all the movie? Yeah, exactly. Baby, uh, this Driver. is the, this movie's eight years old now. That first one, would you believe? Yeah. Baby but, Driver is around the same age as this, but probably after. I don't know what story was with the original Ant Man when that was supposed to come out, but um, right. I think Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy Part One came out in the same phase. I think Ant-Man was the last of that phase. Phase, yes, but like phase, a phase. Phase, of, phase yeah, two, yeah. phase three, phase two, I think. Um, but no, I just it just felt right. Didn't everything in this kind of feel right? And again, even when he had that dance-off, that silent dance-off at Ronan the Accuser yeah. at the end, um, uh, it, and it's kind of like just him. He's not really good. He doesn't have any soundtrack. He doesn't have anything going on, and he's just like hooked on a feeling. <sighs> Man, a feeling. I would have literally like fucking shat my pants if like a group at the very end goes instead of we are group. He just looks him deadpan and goes, We are family. Because yeah. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We are you know fam- I love how Dominic Toretto when he's in the middle of Brazil is all of a sudden Brazilian. <laughs> he's like, This is real de Janeiro, motherfucker. Like, yeah, but dude, aren't you from like California or something? Like, chill the fuck out, maybe. Yeah, like, you know, because they will murder you. It's Brazil. Like, <laughs> there, do not fuck around. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so, but, like, I think like it was the, probably the most obvious choice outside of Pulp Fiction on both our lists. No, no, I, I, I would think if somebody was watching this or listening to this, and thank you if you have, um, I would think that. It would be maybe in a lot of people's minds, but there's a lot of films out there, man. And and there's yeah. a lot of amazing films Especially that we have not touched well. on, mm. like Taxi Driver or just, I mean, God, it go, man, it goes on. What's the point yeah. of going into examples? Just cool. too many examples. Before, so many. Yeah, come on. Let's, before we get the fuck out of here, because 
we got our honorable mentions to mention and then we can just fucking skedaddle right off into the sunset like golden soldiers of the yesteryear or something poetic so no talk to me brother what's your honorable mention do you ever see the film singles singles um 1992 the matt not matt damon no it's a john John favreau movie no no, that's well, it's from 1992. Swingers, I'm uh, thinking Swingers. And it actually had... Why is it so black and white? Is the movie Yeah, black man, I, I looked up like 18 images of it. I know, well, like, that's 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 what it was supposed to be. But, man, you'd love this. This had Wood by Alison Chains. Yeah. It had Chris Cornell seasons. It had nice. um, Pearl Jam Breathe. It had Chloe Dancer by Mother Love Bone, who were the Nirvana before Nirvana. Their singer died in 1991. It had... It was a grunge masterpiece. It had Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell actually in the oh, movie. Oh, hey, I have seen this movie. Like, uh, Matt Dillon's in it. Yeah, you said that already. Matt Dillon, excuse yeah. me. I knew I messed that up. Yeah. My apologies for that. But, it's uh, set in this, Seattle, isn't it? It's set in Seattle. At yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. Set right, man. It's 1992. Yeah. It's oh, Chef's Kiss. Movie, yeah. It's Chef's Kiss for the actual rise of grunge. And it's just... I think it I almost actually, feels like it documents it, you know? I, I think someone actually told me about this movie to watch it for the soundtrack. Oh yeah, a huge there's yeah. drinking games around it. There's all sorts of things for it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just iconic after iconic after iconic. A young Eddie Vedder and a young Chris Cornell again, rest in peace. And uh just just a phenomenal movie. And again, it just captures a moment in time that me musically, I feel so connected to Barrett being a an eight, you know, a, a kid who would have been you know, I'm approaching middle age now, but I would have been nine mm-hmm. and I would have been on the other side of the world. But mm. it was the music I grew up on all the same. So I would have felt so connected to it. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful film with some beautiful, beautiful music. And that's why I was like, again, had I just, it could have made my list. It didn't make my list. It's a definite honorable mention and emphasis on honor. What about you? Yeah. Like for me with singles, like uh, it's not a movie I've seen a bunch of times, but Seattle was the birthplace of grunge. And that's like, not up for debate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when the city is so linked to a type of music and to have um, a movie that is able to capture the feeling of that city in that time and how it's, its relationship with that music and the way it affected people and the way people went about their lives because of it and shit like that. That it really, really did capture that moment in time in Seattle and how grunge and that city, like the whole raininess of it, it's one of the rainiest places on earth, and how people yeah, are so depressed yeah. and shit. Like, so like it is uh, singles is a great choice, and like grunge music, like whether you love it or hate it, it has an indelible effect on you. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those musics, it's very heavy, it hits you very hard. When it's done right, it's absolutely can be a masterpiece. And Nirvana and Alice in Chains and stuff like this, like they did it in a way that no other people did a lot of times, like you know what I mean? So and it's really, really is hard hitting music, and it's a fucking great movie. Uh, movie as well I haven't seen in a long time but my honorable mention it's kind of hard for me to pick um I actually had another movie put down on my list there as well so it's a really tough choice so I'm going to throw you up my first honorable mention and then I'm going to throw up the other one that I couldn't pick just to just to bend the rules a little bit and that was Forrest Gump and like Forrest Gump choice yeah, yeah awesome movie not only does the movie itself capture this like uh like this kind of like movement from the 50s the 60s and 70s in america but it, the music that it uses like perfectly exemplifies the era and the feel of the era like vietnam like uh, late 50s america and the the whole like hippie movement in the 70s and or in the 60s sorry in the 70s as well but yeah like the summer of love and all this <coughs> excuse me 
but I really told us this fantastic story um, through the eyes of this kind of like uh, bumbling idiot for lack of a better term but had this kind of heart of gold and he just kind of kept on falling accidentally into greatness and the music at that time really was a very t- tumultuous time for America yeah teaching and- Presley how to dance and yeah, you me, know, JFK, like and all this, like, and uh, buying shares in Apple and stuff like that. Like, you know, that was a fruit company. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just perfect little story that's very heartwarming that captures a very serious moment in time. And it's a very, like, tumultuous period, as I said. And, and the music itself that was uh, crafted in that era and that was created on the back of the civil rights movement and how crazy the Vietnam story was and the whole summer of love era with the hippies and all this thing. It was such a, massive moment in time for america as a culture and it like has so many those massive songs from each decade that it's trying to encapsulate and it's just fucking so well done it's excellently done uh like robert zemeckis i think directed it and it's so beautifully shot the story is brilliantly done tom hanks is world class in it and robert zemeckis is a great fucking director at the peak of his powers and he picks a fucking savage soundtrack to go with an absolutely iconic movie with an iconic movie star playing an iconic role. So Forrest Gump had to appear there somewhere for me. And um, the last one I want to show you, shit, I didn't actually load it up in my list initially because I was like, shit, Noel's already here, so he's going to see it. And I didn't want to give away the, the whole surprise of it all. But um, my last one is Goodfellas. I just wanted to give this a brief mention because... On this list, I said there's one or two directors that are world-class appearing their, their scores with the visuals. And apart from Quentin Tarantino, one of the other best ones is Martin Scorsese. And you could have picked a lot of his movies here. You could have picked Goodfellas, Casino, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Gangs of New York, anything. Never heard of any of them. You know what I mean? Like He's such a fucking world-class actor or director, sorry. And every one of his movies have great soundtracks. And just like Quentin Tarantino, he seems to have this massive obsession preparing the right song with the right scene in the right moment and capturing the performance and capturing it all. And it's just he's such a world class director and he had to be somewhere here. And just these other movies kind of hit me more in the fields. And that's why I said it's a very personal list because music and all those other movies can hit me more in the fields and to bring me back to certain periods of my life. I remember what song was playing when they started finding all the bodies. Um, oh, shit. Trying to remember. Yeah, sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, I'm that's where my good, brain goes. I'm not as good at um, naming songs as I am in naming movies. But yeah, but, but it was. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal good film movie. Buddy. Recently, Lost Radio uh, still stings. Thank you for the memories. Um, uh, Leila. Leila. Yeah. Um, um, probably get sued if I played. No, no, Jesus. For love of God, don't play it. As long as you don't get, you just get demonetized. It's not like demonetized yeah. already, but yeah, exactly. You have to mm. get monetized. Yeah, like jokes on them. Jokes on you. Yeah, <laughs> nobody loves us. Jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yes. if you do love us, <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe. Hit but... like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, guys. God, no, God, stop. God, stop. No, stop. Yeah, but, but don't stop. Don't, don't, stop. Don't, stop. Don't, don't ever stop. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Believing. Don't stop believing. Hold on to this feeling. Dream. <laughs> okay, shout out to Sopranos, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, we have to do a best uh, TV show. For oh, that's yeah. definitely that's definitely yeah. on the horizon. Yeah, I already know a couple of them. 
Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, so like, uh, I had to throw Aiden Goodfellas here mainly because of how talented the director is and uh, patients or parent scores uh, or soundtracks with his movies and shit. Martin Scorsese is so good at doing it. Him and Quentin Tarantino are probably the best at doing it. But as I said, the other movies hit me in the fields a bit more. I, I found myself singing the songs more. Exactly. I listened to the soundtrack. So that's, for me, they were the best soundtracks for me because they're the ones that influenced me the most or impacted me the most. But, what did we miss? Yeah. Well, what do you mean, what did we miss? Is there in the comments, there? what did we miss? Oh, yeah. So if we miss that, and yeah, just, just fire it away. Give us your list. We like Every episode of Anchors, we'd love to see people's lists because we'd love to know how wrong we are because generally in our day-to-day lives, on a moment-to-moment basis, we're incredibly wrong individuals. How wrong? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, are. See, uh, I pointed the wrong way twice, <laughs> and then I went like there. there. Are, you, are you supposed to be pointing to like and subscribe? Am I pointing at you right now? I think so. Like I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not sure what way did like and subscribe would be positioned at the bottom. Yeah, at the bottom Here, left hand corner. Yeah, yeah. This is down there. We just point directly down there. Like and subscribe, yeah, whatever. If you want to watch a new video, look here and here and, yeah. and here. If you want to Benny, watch new can videos, you take care of that when it goes up on YouTube? Hit, hit the bing. Here and the here and here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there won't be any graphics. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, so like that's my list, Noel. And I get it. Obviously, I had two honorable mentions against the rules, but Goodfellas had to get an honorable. Now nah, you have to get a shout when you got a yeah. shout win. That's yes. cool, man. Cool. So uh, do you have anything else you want to say about best No, soundtracks? I think I'm soundtracked out and I'm definitely going to have to watch her brother or out though. All right, cool. Yeah, me too. And um, before we get the fuck out of here, folks, I'm your host, Fitzgerald Green. I'm your host, John Tui. And we are Pair Rankers, and that was our best soundtracks. And see you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>